to the Malt Whiskey Trail podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed, responsibly of course, with a dram, the traditional measure of scotch. Our shows can be found at www.maltwhiskeytrail.com where you can also plan your trip to the world's first malt whiskey trail. Now, let's get into the show. Slanchava! This week we join Katie Still, senior host at the Glenlivet Distillery Brand Home. We discuss what the Glenlivet has been up to these past couple of months, including the intriguing Christmas fair, and what exciting projects the distillery has in store for us in 2021. Hi Katie, um, lovely to meet you. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, your role and what you do? It's lovely to meet you too. Uh, so yes, I'm Katie Still. I am a senior host up at the Glenlivet brand home. Um, so, gosh, you know, the question of what you do, that, that's changed over this last year, hasn't it? <laughs> but uh, I guess the, the, the remit of, of what I would do uh, involves, obviously, hosting uh, tourists and visitors that come up to the brand home to experience the Glenlivet and around the distillery in times when you can or could go around the distillery but also hosting tastings um, and planning events and what else do we do? Uh, a bit more kind of marketing around the, the Glenlivet um, and basically kind of I am, you know, part of a team up here that runs the, the, the brand home to make sure that anyone visits, you know, we're, we're delivering experiences, tastings or uh, we also host trade visits for the wider company. So it's, it's, a, it's, it, it's a, a large role that seems to be kind of expanding all the time, um, but it's great fun. And just well, obviously you work for the Glenlivet, can you tell me a bit about its history and, and sort of why you love the brand so much and the whiskey? I think we're very lucky up at the Glenlivet because there's no shortage of fantastic history um, and not just around the whisky making that is right here where, where you're sitting right now um, in what was an old warehouse um, where we are, but there's a lot of cultural history, a political history. The, the, the Glenlivet almost is, it feels like it's the linchpin around all that because we're in a smuggler's glen. So not only do we have a lot to talk about around where it all began, which our founder, George Smith, he was a whiskey smuggler uh, a couple of hundred years ago. And he then obviously chose to buy a license in 1824, which is considered to be one of the first licenses bought for legal distilling in this glen, in this area. And um, so there was a lot of political intrigue around that and pressures involving royalty. So there's there's a whole host of things that went on and the political landscape around smuggling at that time was, it was still very, very rife in the early 1800s. And so in this glen alone, there were about 200 illicit stills in operation. Of which George was was one of them up until the point where he then bought his license, but it was a very unpopular decision, funnily enough, because it meant that that changed everything for everyone, and he was seen as I suppose um, stepping outside of what was the norm, and that's always a challenge for people, and it meant that the the illegal smuggling trade, which was essentially a really well organised black market, 
started to collapse because as soon as you have one person that bought a license then it meant that the authorities were coming up, they were, the, the illegal smuggling was being discovered and it was a lot more heat, if you want, that was placed on the area. So George was, was actually threatened. The Glenlivet story is many, many parts where you have to look quite far back into that kind of smuggling culture, what it meant to the fabric of this part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, the keeping pe- people afloat, putting food on their tables, and it was it was very much part of life. So you can't really talk about Glenlivet without speaking about the smuggling. Well, it's very evident that it's steeped in history, and that its history is constantly influencing it. But how have the past six months been? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they've been, of course. And they've been challenging like it, like for anyone else and, and, and in the whiskey industry. It's been interesting. Uh, we've adapted. We have found new ways to do things. It, we've had an interesting time because we're in the middle of a refurbishment for our, our brand home. So we're in a temporary space right now. So we've had a lot of movement going on. We're sitting in, in uh, what we call the malt barn as our temporary visitor centre. That's George Smith and that, that portrait there looking down on us. That's his original oil <laughs> painting. Um, but the last six months, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, it's been what it has been really. And I think we've, we've made the best of it and, and adapted certain things. We have our online shop, for example. So now we have an e-commerce shop that people can go on to theglenlivet.com and you can uh, buy some of our distillery reserve collection that you would normally only be able to buy if you came here but we're aware that an awful lot of people most people cannot come here right now and have not been able to so we've actually made some of our sort of exclusives and uh, more exclusive to the distillery whiskies and range available online so certainly that's been something that's helped Um, but we've also done tastings Uh, we've not been doing tours just for the safety of uh, people, of not only our own staff, but also the public, it's hard to kind of maybe t- to make that work. But it's it's not, it's it's actually, it's been fine because people have come and they've understood the differences and the changes. And we've actually been able to have really nice connections with our visitors that have come because we've spent time with them doing tastings and tutored tastings. And it's actually been really connecting in lots of ways. And I think the feedback we've had has been terrific, that actually we, when you come, you can still get a, pretty, a, a very nice experience here. Recently you've been doing the Winter Fair. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, oh, it just makes me smile thinking of it. It just <laughs> happened there on Saturday, and um, it was such a success. We, as, well, as you see, if you driving up here, our location can be challenging at times in the winter. So we... Uh, snow in the mountains as I came up. <laughs> exactly. So... Just prior to it, we had a bit of a blip where the weather was a bit. We had a big dump of snow, so it was all a little bit, a little bit scary at some points to decide how it's going to work. But no, it was a huge success, and it's the first time that we've done anything like that. So there's the other example of how we innovate to see how we can encourage people to come and see what we have here, and but also what we really wanted to do uh, was spread a bit of Christmas cheer, and. And genuinely, the feedback we've had since it, since that, from not only the people who had the, the who had stalls at the winter fair, artisans and creators from the local kind of uh, vicinity and round in, in Aberdeenshire, as well, they had a great experience. The people who did turn up from the local community, they were so supportive, and we did it in a manner where everyone felt safe. 
it was really we were very you know we were very careful about all that to make sure that we were following all guidelines so people could feel like they were having an experience with no concern and we were managing the numbers and of course you worry about that and people having to wait to come in but everyone was in great spirits I think it it did what we hoped it would do, which was bring people up here, have a bit of Christmas spirit, engage with their community again, and also buy some Christmas presents. And if there was some whiskey that they fancied, then yeah, great, they could get that. The Winter Fair was such a success that we, we decided that we really would love to do some more of that. So I think that in this in 2021, keep your eyes peeled because we'll definitely do something, maybe a summer fair which can involve all sorts of fun things. We can maybe bring some music in and, and some stalls and whiskey-related um, activities. So we'll have a summer one and probably do another winter fair. So I think it showed us that there's a not only an appetite, but how much fun it is and what people get from it. And it can introduce people to the Glenlivet in a slightly different way. So I think that that is also going to be part of our plans for 2021 because we were also really successful with a, a wreath-making workshop that we did in the brand home here that was just bringing some people in socially distanced to make some Christmas wreaths and it introduced them again to where we are and what we do and also they can get a little bit of festive cheer so there's lots of different things like that that I think we can start really thinking about for 2021. What does 2021 um, have in store for Glenlivet? Well you talked about the visitor centre refurbishment, what exactly plans do you have? Well we have so much actually to look forward to in 2021 it's it, it's kind of a bit mind-blowing how much we have got going on and loads to look forward to which is which is nice after the year that we have had which has 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 had such disruption um but no we have got our visit so those of you that have been up to Glenlivet before up to the the, the, the distillery and then the visitor center or our brand home up at the back of the car park there that is being refurbished as we speak so there's building work going on within there so that's being renovated internally to provide a platform for us to host our visitors coming from far and wide to experience some we're obviously going to bring what's going to come with that are some different new experiences whiskey experiences tastings and tours and so on so that's super exciting we're hoping that that will be open and ready to go for springtime so in the meantime we are down in our, our temporary space which is beautiful as it is it's very nice and it, it does the job perfectly so we will still have um we'll, we'll be here until then um, but we also have a Bothy project going on as well, which is, again, this is going back to, to, to really enlighten people around that, that, that the sort of early, early history of the Glenlivet and the smuggling, because we're in the Smuggler's Glen, there's smuggler routes. So the Bothy is going to be built as a traditional Bothy uh, with a little a modern twist, obviously, as well where people, guests are going to be able to come and it's going to be part of our brand home where you, we will have some bespoke and lovely exclusive experiences that will take you up to the, the, the smuggler's bothy. And it's not too far from here, it's just it'll be a short, either a walk or a drive up to the corner where you overlook the valley um, into, the, into Glenlivet. So the, the position of it's beautiful. That hopefully will be autumn time. That will be in the autumn next year where we'll be able to um, start inviting visitors to come to that. So we're, we're in the process of designing everything around all, all what visitors can experience, but it's we, we have such a wealth of 
interesting things to talk about um, and point out some visuals. You know, there's where we can identify where some of these illicit stills used to be. We are also partnering up, we have partnered up with National Trust for Scotland, yeah. where we're actually able, we're going to be doing some excavating of, of illicit still sites. Oh, amazing. Whereabouts are those? You ask, I'm not too sure exactly, but those who are involved in it heavily with the National Trust side know where, they're, where they can target. Mm-hmm. And because of our history, it's, it's a really lovely partnership to have. And we're looking at developing that a little bit further, where we look at how maybe some of the public can maybe get involved in that. But there's a lot of rich, interesting history with that which National Trust are going to bring their expertise in and and we were partnering up with them to kind of yes like raise awareness about it because the the importance of the smuggling to this this part of the world was huge yeah. and I think it's it's a really it's it's great that now that's being recognized and actually spoken about a bit more and the stories are wonderful yeah. well speaking of where we are we're in Speyside and along the Malt Whiskey Trail and I always ask people this kind of as a final question but you are a local. What is the perfect day in Speyside? Of course, visiting a distillery should be part of it. <laughs> well, obviously you've got the Glenlivet. You'd come. You'd come to see us here, without a doubt. <laughs> you'd come to see us here. We've got a great team that that, uh, that would welcome you. But also you've got the the Glenlivet mountain bike trails. Mm-hmm. Now. I have to admit, I've not been, but I've had uh, my, my sister took her family up there and had they had a, a, a really great time. They've got uh, obviously right now, uh, ne- not everything's going to be open, like the cafe and things, but they normally would have a really lovely little cafe, and you've got the mountain bike trails. So, so if you like that sort of thing, I definitely I'd say that would be one. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for the latest news, offers and exciting promotions. Cheerio and thrasta!